0: Hello, greetings, Every Nation Highfield. It's so good to be with you today. And uh, I'm so grateful to God for this wonderful opportunity to to bring the Word of God to you. And uh, thank you, Pastor Yako, for this opportunity, for the invitation as well. And I just just trust that God is going to stir something in your heart, especially with regards to prayer, and that the Lord will also um, bring you Deeper, that you will go deeper in intimacy with Him. Deeper in your walk with Him. Because I tell you something, prayer changes people. Not only does it change things, it changes us as well. You know, um, Prayer has changed my life. And it is still changing my life. And why should we pray? Why should we pray? You know, um, God is sovereign. God is sovereign. He can do whatever He wants to do. Um, but then, why does he expect us to pray? This is so important. It's an important question because many times people say, well, uh, sera, sera. what will be will be. If it is God's will, it will happen. Um, but, you know, if you study the scriptures, you find that uh, the scriptures give us a different perspective to that philosophy of what Serah. Sera. Uh, what will be will not be if we don't do our part because God has chosen to partner with us. He has chosen to partner with us even um, in whatever he does on the earth. You know? Whatever he does on the earth, he has chosen to partner with you and I. And what a privilege, what a privilege. We don't need, I mean, he doesn't need us to be honest, but he is just giving us that privilege. He's just giving us that opportunity um, it's, it's, it's kind of like a parent, you know. Imagine you have a toddler who um, you you you're busy doing something, trying you're trying to fix something, and and then you invite your toddler to come and participate in that. And it, the, your partner do it, your your toddler doing it. Uh, you can do it without the toddler, all right, but you still want to do it together. And it's a good experience for the toddler. It's also a good experience for you as the parent. So imagine that that's what is happening, all right? God didn't need our help to create the universe. (laughs) He didn't need our help to put everything in place, but yet he has given us the opportunity to partner with him. And that's what we do through prayer. Prayer gives us that opportunity to, to, to participate in what God is, um, what God is doing in the earth, what God is doing in our generation. So I'm telling you we're living in exciting times. These are times that we need to get closer to God and, 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 and to observe what God is doing and then we partner with Him through our prayers. okay? Let me just read a scripture from um, Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus was teaching. Um, he, was, he was teaching on prayer here. Yeah. Jesus was teaching on prayer. And I read from verse 5. He says, And when you pray, you should not be like the hypocrites for the love to pray standing in synagogues and in corners of the streets, um, that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you've shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who is in secret will reward you openly. Okay. Then verse verse 7, he says, And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Uh, then he says in verse 8, therefore do not be like them, for your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. You see, God already knows everything. He's omniscient. He knows everything. But yet he invites us to pray. He invites us to pray. Isn't that interesting? Then look at verse 9. Very, very significant um, Model of prayer here in verse 9. It says, In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Uh, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So Jesus is expounding here on prayer. He's giving us a lot, a lot of nuggets here on prayer. But you see, I just want to highlight a few things. I just want to highlight a few points, especially with regards to prayer. Let me tell you something. If you will will make time, if you will set aside time to be with God in prayer, if you will set aside time and be committed to that, If you will set aside time and say, Lord, I just want to spend this time with you. I'm telling you, if you will sustain that and make that part of your lifestyle, I can assure you and I can guarantee you that your life will be changed. Your life will be changed. Why? Just being close to God will change you. (laughs) So apart from having your needs met, having your requests granted, just being in God's company. Is powerful enough to change anybody, all right? So prayer gives you access to your heavenly Father. Prayer through prayer, you, there's no uh, we don't need to, we don't need any um we don't we you, you don't need to go through any body to get to the Father. You just need to go through Jesus. You don't need any appointment. You don't need any appointment. You don't need to go through God's PA to get to Him. You know? It's, 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 it's incredible the privilege we have. It's incredible the kind of privilege that prayer gives us. You know, I mean, think about a president or a king, an earthly ruler. You can't just, you can't just go to that person. You have to go through. There's certain protocols that you have to go through. You have to pass through all kinds of protocols just to get an appointment to meet that person. And sometimes you go through that for so long and you still don't get through to that person. I remember one time I tried to get through to somebody. It took me six months. Six months I was trying and trying and trying and I still didn't get to see him. Can you imagine that? Eventually I was interviewed, <laughs> you know, and then they relayed my request to that person and then gave me feedback. I did. I had to go through an intermediary. But the privilege we have with our Heavenly Father is just come. Just come in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. So don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted that we have this kind of access. All right? Don't take it for granted because I'm telling you the Old Testament saints didn't have the kind of access that we have as New Testament believers. As New Testament believers, we just go and say, Father, in the name of Jesus. I come in the name of Jesus. And then boom, you have access. You have his attention just by that. So please don't take it for granted that you have such a rare privilege that even you know, the Old Testament saints didn't experience. Even Moses didn't have that privilege. Elijah didn't have that privilege. You know, the great prophets of old didn't have that privilege. But you and I have it today. All you need to do is just, just, just step into that place, that zone in the spirit, as it were, and just say, I come in the name of Jesus. Whether you are taking a walk or whether you are, whether you are doing the, you are ironing or doing the dishes or driving or just, you know, sitting in the room or wherever. Once you say, Father, I come in the name of Jesus, boom, you are there. You are there. And so this is, a, this, is a, this is an amazing privilege that we have taken for granted. But I'm telling you, when Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, you need to understand how revolutionary that was. In the day, because before then, before Jesus, they had to go through bulls. They have to use bulls and, 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 and goats and, and sheep to, to make sacrifices in order to have access through a high priest. But you and I today, we don't need that. We don't need that. So that's a great privilege. All right. So make use of that, because those guys of Old Testament, they are watching from the galleries of heaven and say, oh, how I wish we had this opportunity. How I wish we had this opportunity to just talk to God like these guys. You know? Yeah. So let's make the most of it because you don't want to get to heaven. And then Habakkuk says to you, I mean, you had such a rare privilege. Why didn't you use it? Okay? So make time. Make time. Spend time with your heavenly father. He loves your company and he wants To bond with you. So prayer is a means of bonding with God. Prayer is a means of bonding with God. Getting to know Him. Prayer primarily is for relationship. It's for relationship with God. Okay? So prayer will help you to develop that relationship. And let me tell you, relationship with God equips you for life in ways you never imagined. For instance, if you, if, if you relate with God closely, you get to know him more. And if you get to know him more, it gives you more confidence. And if you have more confidence, your faith is strong. And if your faith is strong, you do great exploits, you see. So, but it all starts from the place of prayer. starts from the place of prayer. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage someone. Just make time. I know you're a busy man, you're a busy woman, but listen to me. Don't be too busy to pray. Don't be too busy to pray because it will cost you more than um, uh, more than you imagine. Uh, it, was, it was John Wesley that said, um, I love John Wesley, you know. I mean, he was a great revivalist. He was so good at discipleship. He was, I mean, he was a church planter. He was a preacher. I mean, so many things. So I love him so much. John Wesley said, John Wesley said, I am too busy not to pray. (laughs) So you you, you put that into our context today. Uh, We would say, I'm too busy to pray. But for him, I am too busy not to pray. In other words, I have so much to accomplish that I can't afford to do it without connecting with God because that's where my power comes from. That's where my energy comes from. That's where my inspiration comes from. There's too much to be done. I can't afford not to pray. Okay? So, um, I want to say to you, if you're, you're that person that is busy, you need to pray even more. Okay, you're not busy. You have time to pray. You need to pray. So, everyone needs to make time to connect with God, bond with God, you know, build that relationship with Him. Get to know Him. Get to know what he likes. Get to know what he doesn't like. You know, when you spend time with someone, you begin to pick their preferences. You begin to know. Huh? Like, I, I mean, I've, 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 um, I've been married for 27 years now. There are some things I just know my wife doesn't like. You know, she, she, she doesn't need to tell me why. Because being together, being together, I know certain things. Okay, this is not okay. This is okay. She likes this. She doesn't like this. So there are some things just by being together. That's how God wants your relationship to be. So when you spend time in prayer, don't make it just about a shopping list. You say, okay, God, all right. Uh, this, is, this is all I need. You know, um, I need a car. I need a, I, need, I need a job. I need. There's room for that. Make no mistake. You see that in the model of prayer Jesus gave us. But that is not the primary objective that's not the primary goal. The primary goal is to know God. Is to know God. Is to know your Father. Is to know his heart. Is to know how he feels about you. Is to know how he feels about people. Is to know about how he feels about your situation. Is to know how he feels about your need. He, to know how he feels. So when you spend time in prayer, you you, you begin to pick these things. you begin to just know things. you, you, you begin to have those those. I can't explain it. Just, you just know. You know, there are some things you just know without being told. You just know. So you just know this is okay. This is not okay. You know, you know that about God. You begin to love what he loves. And then you begin to hate what he hates. It starts impacting you. So prayer changes you. Prayer changes you. And I know this year you are going gonna to be so changed. You know, as you spend time with God. You, you will, after some time, you look back and say, you don't even recognize yourself. Why? Because God has so transformed you. You now begin to look like him. You begin to sound like him. You begin to feel, you know, behave like him. And that's what this is about. So I want to be more like our father, our heavenly father. Why? You carry his DNA. <laughs> you have his DNA in you. So Cultivate that you know, in, 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 through, through, through a lifestyle of prayer, okay? So, um, let's, 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 what else will prayer do? What else will prayer do? Prayer, not only does it change you, all right? Yeah, it changes you. Remember, it's about relationship, okay? Then it now changes you. Prayer, when you pray, you are humbling yourself. When you go before God in prayer, you're saying, I need you. So prayer is a means of humility, really. You know, it's a means of developing humility. I know some people, you know, I don't know how it works, but some people can spend time in prayer, then they come out prideful. There's something wrong with that. Maybe prayer was done with the wrong motive or the wrong attitude, but primarily prayer is a demonstration. But when you go to God in prayer, you are showing that you need him, you're not. You're not. Def, you're, you're not demonstrating independence. You are showing that you are dependent on him. So when you go to God in prayer, you are humbling yourself and you are showing that you depend on Him. I don't know about you. You know, somebody said to me, "Oh, I wish I could pray like you." I said, "Oh, well, I, I, I guess. I guess maybe you can do without praying. For me, if I don't, I'm in trouble. Why? Because I can't." I, I, I'm not as good as, you know, I'm not as good. I'm not as skilled. I'm not as, I'm, I'm not as intelligent. I'm, you know, I, I just have too many weaknesses that I need to pray <laughs> so, you know, so that that can help me, you know. So I, I depend on it. I depend on it. So um, are you strong? Listen, don't put confidence in your strength. Go to God. Are you weak? Don't focus on your weakness. Go to God in prayer. So prayer is there to help each and every one of us. To help each and every one of us. And so when you you build a lifestyle of prayer, you are demonstrating that you are not independent. You are depending on God, all right? You're depending on God. I remember some years ago, you know, um, I was in Leicester in the UK. When uh, ministering to this this, this family, and uh, the wife got healed. Uh, the wife got healed of cancer, and and um, and the the husband was an atheist. So, um, so you know, the wife was trying to say, "Look, you know, this God is real. This Jesus is real. You need to believe in Jesus." And the guy turns and says, "Look, you needed Jesus because you couldn't help. You you couldn't help yourself." I'm okay. I can help myself. I don't need him. (laughs) You see, so when we don't pray, when we don't look up to God, what we're demonstrating is pride. What we're demonstrating is pride. So when we look up to God, we're demonstrating humility. We're saying to God, God, I need you. God, I can't do it without you. I need you. I need your help. Okay? So prayer is important because it shows your humility and your dependence on God. Why else should we pray? Why should you be prayerful? You know what? Jesus said here in, um, in Matthew chapter six, uh, verse nine, he says, when we pray, you know, one of the things is says, when we pray, is, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Then verse 10, he says, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So one of the things that prayer does is that when we pray, we, we, we participate with bringing God's kingdom into the earth. It's, prayer is one of the vehicles that God uses to bring his kingdom and his will on the earth. It's one of the ways. It's not the only way, but it's one of the ways. So he says, when you pray, say, your kingdom come, let it come, let it come on the earth as it is in heaven. So when you pray, when you start praying, imagine you start praying in your home, you start praying for your family and you start praying. Now, if you are born again, let me put it this way. If you are born again, you have the kingdom of God within you. Okay. But did you know that having the kingdom within you and manifesting the kingdom, are two different things. So you can have the kingdom within you, but it's not out. It's not visible. It's not manifesting. So through prayer, you're able to bring the kingdom of God into manifestation. So, So when you pray, for instance, when I pray a lot of times, I pray, Lord, let your kingdom manifest through my life. Okay? I'm saying, let your kingdom manifest in my home, in my family and pray for the kingdom of God to manifest in my family. then you say, let your kingdom of God manifest through the church through my church. let the kingdom of God manifest through every nation Harfield. let the kingdom manifest so when, when the kingdom is manifesting through um, through you, you know what it's not just in the pages of the Bible anymore. Is now becoming a living experience. So that's where you now see the Bible says the kingdom of God is not in words alone, but it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So when you say, let the kingdom manifest, we're saying, let righteousness manifest. When we say, let the kingdom manifest, we're saying, let joy manifest. When we say, let the kingdom manifest, we're saying, let peace manifest. So imagine, righteousness is ruling in your home. Peace is ruling in your home. And joy is ruling in your home. That's the kingdom. That's the kingdom. So you need to pray for that. Through prayer, you bring that to birth. You see? Then what else? The kingdom of God. Paul says the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. So when we say, let the kingdom manifest, we are saying, let the power of God manifest so you see it's 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 important for us to to pray correctly and Jesus has given us that Jesus has given us that so when you pray prayer is one of the ways we bring the kingdom into manifestation and that's why every one of us must be prayerful why because we want to see the kingdom (laughs) we want to see the kingdom don't you yes I know you do yeah, So you, you continue to pray, 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 pray for the kingdom and then for the will of God. You know the will of God. Is, it's not his will that any man should perish, the, you know, but that all should come to repentance and to the knowledge of the truth. Do you know that prayer, prayer is part of what God uses to bring people to faith? You know, our evangelism, when we, when we couple our evangelism efforts with prayer, then we become more fruitful. Yes, so when you pray for the will of God in our communities, we're praying for more people to be saved, for more people to respond positively when we reach out to them, you know, um, to, 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 to preach the gospel to them. We're saying, Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. It's not God's will that anyone should go to hell. No, it's not God's will. That's not God's will. So through prayer, we can insist that people don't go to hell. Yeah, I've been praying for my family. I've prayed for my extended family. I, I do that regularly that none of them will go to hell. I want us to have a big family reunion in heaven one day. You see, so, but I need to start praying it now, praying it now. So prayer is one of the ways that you would, you would help to bring your family members into salvation, into the kingdom of God. Okay, so the kingdom of God advances through prayer, through our prayers. Okay, what else happens when we pray? Prayer will also, prayer will also um, stop the enemy. Prayer makes it difficult for the enemy to have his way. Now, if the will of God, if prayer is bringing the will of God into manifestation, guess what? It's stopping the will of Satan. <laughs> yeah. So Satan has his plans. If you don't know, let me tell you this. He has a plan for your community. He has a plan for your family. He has a plan for your life. But God's plan prevails. God's plan is superior. So, but in the place of prayer, in the place of prayer, we begin to put a stop to the enemy's activities. We pray. So when I pray, whenever I pray, I take charge over my community. I take charge over my environment. Yeah, why? Because God put me there. And under my watch, certain things are not allowed to happen. Why? I take charge through prayer. And that's how you ought to do it. Okay? So so the whole of Highfield, there are certain things that should become more difficult to happen. Become more difficult. I remember some time ago, we used to, I used to spend... Um, I used to go to the police station in Midran like we we had a team who we were going there like every day for a season. We would go there every day to pray with them, pray with the station commander and all of that. And we would get a list, you know, the challenges, whatever they're facing, and we'll just bring it before God. And you know that we got to a point that there was 0% crime rate in Midran for a period of time. We'll go to him and say, there's no crime. <laughs> There was no crime. There was no domestic violence. There was no hijacking. There was no killing. There was no robbery. I mean, it was an incredible time, you know, because that station uh, commander was a believer, and he was openly received us, and we we went to we would pray there. So, what am I talking about? Prayer stops the, the work of the enemy, and that's why we ought to pray. And I want to inspire you. I want to give you reasons to pray. You know, these are significant reasons that can change your life, your community, your family, your church. You know, and we can change nations by prayer. Okay. So I want you to just, I want you to 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 um, pay close attention to what I'm saying because I believe that God is staring you on. I sense that God is 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 igniting a passion in you for prayer. Yield to it. Don't resist it. Don't resist it. Okay? If it's okay, it's okay for you to 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 to, to switch off your phone sometimes and say, look, I just want to spend this time with God in prayer. It's okay. Do it. If you wake up in the morning and you have a sense, a strong sense to do that, just obey it. Obey it. I've done it several times and I'm telling you, it has made a significant impact in lives. you know. So uh, I know that there will be times that you would wake up and the Holy Spirit will stare you and say, pray. Sometimes you will wake up or sometimes you wake up at night and you just have a sense that you need to pray. You might not know what to pray for, but you just have a sense that you need to pray. Let me tell you what to do. When you have that sense, when you wake up like that and you have that sense, what you need to do is just pray in the Holy Spirit. Okay? Just say, Holy Spirit, I, I, I have a sense. I know you want me to pray, but I don't know what to pray for. But help me. According to Romans chapter chapter 8, verse 26, you are there to help me. I don't know how to pray for as I ought, but you know. So right now, I yield my tongue to you. Help me to pray according to the will of God, whatever it is you want me to pray about. And then you just go, You just go like that, go like that. And as you go like that, what's going to happen is that sometimes the Holy Spirit will now begin to speak to you. You know, he'll just give you insight. He'll just give you direction. Sometimes he'll give you a vision. Sometimes he'll show you things. And then you're not. You just keep going like that. All right, so anytime you have that sense, don't say, well, if you want me to pray, what do you want me to pray about? You know, you didn't really tell me. No, don't do like that. Be led by the Spirit. That is very important. It will make a difference in, you, in your prayer life. One day like that, I was, I was standing up to pray and I was praying, praying. And as I was praying, I had a vision and I saw the deck of a ship the deck of a ship and some men were trying to throw a lady they were trying to throw her into the sea can you imagine and then the Lord said to me your prayer has saved her life because she." This, this he said to me this ship is in Russia and this lady is about to be thrown into the sea for her faith in me but your prayer has brought divine intervention to her, can you see so I mean I've not had a vision like that since then but it, it it made a significant impact on my life. So anytime you are, you are stirred up to pray, don't procrastinate. Don't put it off. Just yield to it. It could save somebody's life. Eternity will reveal to us a lot of things that we never, never imagined. Okay? So a lot of exploits you do when you pray. You might not see it physically, but one day God is going to show you what has happened through your prayers. It will show you what angels, one of the things prayer does is that it activates the ministry of angels. Show, God will show you one day, okay? So I wanna pray for you. I wanna take a moment, pray for you, and um, if, there's, if, if you're having struggles in your prayer life, if you're having struggles in your prayer life, I want you to join your faith with mine and I'm, and, and, and I'm gonna release and I declare that there'll be an impartation over you, okay? That you will just receive that grace. Prayer, it's a grace, okay? Zechariah so calls it the spirit of grace and supplication. It's a spirit of grace. It's a grace for prayer. If you yield to it, he will take you further. If you surrender to it, he will take you further. But if you resist it, then you frustrate that grace. So. Let me pray for you. Just just say this after me. Just say this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I open myself up to the spirit of prayer. Touch me right now. Revive my prayer life. Ignite a passion in me for prayer. And help me to sustain it. In the name of Jesus. All right, let me pray for you. Father, I thank you for my brother. Thank you for my sister. I pray for them right now. That there will be a staring. Lord, my God, I pray that you would lay your hand upon them. Breathe over them. Let it be a fresh breath to their prayer life that everything the enemy has put in place to stop them from entering into that place of prayer, I come against that in the name of Jesus. Every strategy of the enemy to stop them from spending time with you, I come against that right now. Give them the wisdom, Lord God, to manage their time effectively so that they can have quality time with you. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in the name of Jesus. All right, God bless you. Thank you so much. I really love sharing the word of God with you. And uh, I know that uh, Pastor Yako is going to share some more with you and help you to grow even in your prayer life. Don't forget you have received the grace. Walk in it, grow in it develop it and one day you would look back and be amazed at what has go- what God has done through your prayer life amen bless you real good
1: oh, what a word i really trust that that word also just spoke to you and something that just uh, stood out to me is when pastor eric said that in this moment god is calling some of us um, god is urging some of us he is almost like doing something in our spirit regarding prayer, but we need to yield to it. And that is such a powerful just thought that we have to yield to the power of God that wants to work in our lives, to the spirit of prayer that wants to work in your life. And and friends, I really want to urge you, will you yield to the hand of God over your life? I, I wish that as a leadership team, that we could pray on behalf of the whole church and and all of us could walk in the Spirit and see the kingdom of God come. But I cannot do that for you. But I want to urge you that you will yield to the Spirit of God ministering, and ministering to you and calling you out. That, that you'll get to step into that space where you see God's kingdom come. I, I remember just reading stories of people of prayer and thinking, Oh God, how incredible it would be to have these stories in my own life. And, and I still have that desire but I'll never be able to tell any of those stories unless I'm willing to take that first step to yield to the spirit of prayer and to start praying. So may you do that, friends. And throughout this whole sermon series, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. If there's one thing that we're going to do as a church, we're going to pray. So we've got a couple of prayer resources that we're making available to all of you. Tomorrow, we're starting with a 21-day prayer devotional on YouVersion. So get in contact with your connect group leader. They'll be able to send you all those links and you'll find it on Facebook as well. So we'll have that 21-day prayer devotional. Then right throughout the week, we have prayer meetings. So Wednesday morning from 6 to 7, we are praying together. Thursday evenings from 7 to 8, we pray together. Friday morning, 6 to 7, the men pray together. Hoo-ha! So you'll see that there's a link as well to our prayer group on WhatsApp. And we want to invite you to pray with us. And then something really exciting, as Jan mentioned, next week's Sunday is our Nation Sunday. Friends, God called us to go to the nations. God called you to go to the nations. That's part of your inheritance. And I want to show you a quick video just to get your heart fired up.
2: We live in a world that is broken. A world that is full of chaos. Full of pain. Full of injustice. world that has lost its hope. But there is a hope. And 2,000 years ago, he paid the ultimate price for you and I. There are nations that have never even heard of him. There are people around you and I that do not even know him. And his name is Jesus. And Jesus said, In Matthew 9 verse 38 that the harvest is plentiful yet the laborers are few therefore pray to the Lord of the harvest that he might send out laborers into his harvest nations need to know him people need to hear but how will they hear if no one tells them and how will someone tell them if no one goes how will they go if no one sends them And I want to challenge you today. Set your alarms every day for 938 to pray that his name will be proclaimed in all the earth. Let's pray.
1: awesome all right so as you saw in the video 938 every morning every evening throughout this week leading up or building up to our nation sunday we're going to be praying so be on the lookout on the social media pages facebook and instagram and you'll have your prayer direction for every day so set your alarm 938 either in the morning or the evening and we're going to pray for the nations and then finally throughout these next couple of weeks we're going to host a prayer training. And that'll happen every Sunday from 3 to 4 p.m. right here at the Highfield venue. Now, there's limited space available for the prayer training, guys. So you need to sign up as soon as possible. But that is going to be an incredible space where I really trust that God is going to come and do something supernatural in your life that's going to set you up for the rest of your life as you yield to the spirit of prayer that wants to see the kingdom of God come on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I know that some of you are watching online, but most of you are in your smaller Connect Sunday groups, and then we've got the, the young the young bunch there in the hall. whoop whoop. But we're gonna spend some time now just reflecting on the sermon from tonight by Pastor Eric. And I want I want you guys to discuss two, two questions. Now, if you're at home, I want you to make some time to just reflect on the word and allow the word to come and settle in your heart. But two questions. Number one, Do you count yourself worthy enough that God wants to make his kingdom come through your life? When Jesus modeled the kingdom for us on earth, he didn't just come to say, hey, look at what I'm doing. He showed a way how he wants the children of God to live. Friends, that God called us to make manifest the kingdom of God on earth. But do you count yourself worthy that God will use your life to see the kingdom of God, the power of God, made manifest in the earth. Do you count yourself worthy? And then number two, Pastor Eric spoke about yielding to the spirit of prayer. What will it take for you to yield? What will it cost you to yield? What decisions did you, do you need to make to yield? What changes do you need to make in your program or your schedule to yield to the spirit of prayer? And I promise you this, when we yield, we will, she, we will see God show up. I cannot tell you how. I cannot tell you when. I don't know if it'll happen in your first day of praying or in your last day of praying. praying. But God will show up because He's ready to make His kingdom manifest in the earth. I believe that God has been preparing His church for a move of the Spirit like we haven't seen in a long time. So I don't want to miss out. And I'm inviting you. Will you join in? And let's heal to the Spirit of prayer. Let's heal to the power of God that wants to work in our lives. So let's have this moment now where we discuss these questions.